Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name is still Matt. Mine is Dory. Also still. Uh, whew, what a week it's been, everybody. Lots to catch up on. Where should we begin? Any auto body places right into us? No. Uh-huh. It's too bad we don't have an auto body shop sponsor. Ugh, I mean, we should. It would be Caliber me. Collision. What are you doing? Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll run down all the fun with our child, I guess. What did I, I saw something and I was like, oh, that's interesting. We should talk about that on the podcast. Oh, yeah. One of the uh, wide receivers for the Giants mm-hmm. suspended for four games, violating the NFL drug policy. But it was infertility treatment he and his wife were seeking. No. He was prescribed something. He found out what was in it. He was like, oh, I think one of those is a banned substance. This is back in April. He called the league and said, look, I went to the doctor. They prescribed this. 
I think one of these one of the ingredients in this drug is a banned substance. I've taken it, but I've stopped taking it immediately. Um, and they suspended they him. Suspended him, but he has an, he has an appeal coming up. What's the what's the what's the word on the street? What's the sentiment? Well, you know, all players are responsible for knowing what they're putting into their body. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think regarding like how he went about it, followed like literally, it was like, yeah, let me take this thing the doctor prescribed. Let me just double check this. Oh shit! I wonder if it was Clomid. I don't know that I, that it was not said or had like testosterone. I'm sure it. it was something that had testosterone in it. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so that's a bit of infertility news. Timely. Wow, that from, is from, from my world. That of is sports. some hot infertility news. Yeah, that 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 infertility news had not made it, its way over to my corner of the internet. Yeah, I didn't think so. So I thought I'd share. We're, we were uh, ta- still talking about the... ESPN, by the way. That's where I found it. Oh. People are still talking about that IVF, that embryo mix-up. Well, that I is, mean... That really has people shook. Yeah. As I... I mean, it has me shook. Oh, yeah? Kind of. I mean, it's just... It is like every infertility patient's like worst nightmare. No. Worst nightmare. I think there's worse things. Than... Okay, but it's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, if someone else carried your baby, I think you'd just like trade them, right? Yeah, but Hopefully one. Hopefully, you find out. But but it wasn't a it wasn't a trade. One of the couples ended up with no baby. Oh, suckers! Oh. I think they should. Uh, I hope there's a, enough uh, compensatory damages that are. I hope so. Look, I can't adjudicate everything, so. But you try. I do. I absolutely try. I like to be as fair as the scales of justice. Okay. Think about it. Yeah. Cool. Um, Sutton Foster was talking about infertility this week in the news. Sutton Foster, I only know from um, Bunheads, followed by appearance on Gilmore Girls season, the four, four she episode. She also arc. starred in Anything Goes on Broadway, and there's a great YouTube click. Click. Oh, my clip. God. Get out of these YouTube clicks, guys. There's a great YouTube clip of her performing Anything Goes. Okay. And tap dancing. She's quite she's a very she's talented. quite a skilled dance har. Yeah. Really. She's on younger now. Right. Is she the younger one? No. She's the old one who thinks she wants to yes. be younger. She's like, I'm gonna chill with these twenty seven year olds even though I'm forty. Hillary Duff, yes. Oh. Hillary Duff's the old one? No, Hillary Duff is the young one. But Hillary Duff's not that young. Correct. She's gotta be thirty something now. Yeah. She's got Hillary Duff's gotta be my age. Mm, it really? I, that's my guess. I'm not a Hillary Duff fanatic. What are her fans I'm not a called? Duffer. I'm not a Duffer brother. That's what they're called, right? The Duffer brothers? She's 31. She's, oh, she's younger feels, than you like thought. You know, what, you know what it is? She's been famous for so long because she got famous when she was so young. Yeah. Because of Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire. And I feel like Lizzie McGuire was like in my uh, sort of uh, peripheral. I was probably a couple years too old for it when it came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I watched a little bit of Even Stevens, which was a similar time. That's why I also mm. feel like Shia LaBeouf is a little bit younger than me, but not much younger than me. Oh, interesting. How do you look it up? I agree with that. Disney stars. Shia LaBeouf, how old or young are you? 33. Yeah, I felt right. Yep. You were right. Uh, Christy Carlson Romano. This is a fun game. How old are these Disney people? I had a big crush on her. 
How old do you think she is? I hope she's 36. She's 35. All right. There we go. Same exact age. You know, when you Google Christy, the first uh, autofill is Christy Carlson Romano. Uh... Interesting. Yeah, I I was surprised by that. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman. I feel like her and I. I think she's are the same age. Thirty six. Because I fell in love with her when I saw The Professional. She's thirty eight. Yeah. Which is not weird because when I watched it, guys, I was like eleven. So. Mm. Anyway, okay. this is a fun game. Cool. What about Ashley Judd? I feel like she's my age. Ashley Judd? Ashley Judd, who I love so much. She's like 10 years older than you. At least. I love it. Are you saying you... She's actually more than 10 years older than you. How much older is she? How old do you really think she is? I really think Ashley Judd is 51 years old. That is how old she is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How old do you really think she is? (laughs) Guys, if you like guessing ages of stars with Matt and Dory, you've come to the right place. This is not just a podcast of guessing celebrity ages. We are running on fumes here at the at the Shafira household. Lots uh, of Henrying has occurred. Our uh, wonderful, uh, uh, what do we call her? What is Holly? Holly is a part time nanny, full time helper. <laughs> <laughs> what I would call her. Um, but you know, like if I got to go to work early or something like that and Dory needs help Holly is uh, at, at the ready there. She's, she's like a there. superhero she's the best but guys you're not gonna believe this Holly is human turns out she is she um came down with a fever on Friday she told us on Friday yeah and that created quite you know it set off a chain reaction of events the likes of which we've never seen <laughs> here at this household where did you go on friday i went to kate's to record okay so also it was really hot very hot you know i let me just walk you through this everybody <laughs> i find i so that uh, night the night before i finally put the last um clear coat on the repair work i was doing on dory's car and then Friday morning, I get up. I'm like, okay, what do I have to do today? I have to do, let me, let me get this car taken care of and all set. Let me, I have an 1130. I was going to meet um, one of the guys at Guitar Center. I told him I was coming in at 1130. Uh, and then I might swing by work. And then um, the night, you know, sort of up in the air as far as what I would be doing. Okay. I get up. Deal with Henry. Holly texts us very early in the morning. Like, I don't look at my phone. Dory doesn't sleep near her phone. She never looks at it until she's, like, up. Yeah. Uh, so 6.30 feeding of Henry doesn't count as up. Right. I don't look at my phone until after that feeding. Yeah. So I'm, like, out there dealing with Henry post-feeding, as always. And then I look at the phone, and I see that Holly has come down with a fever. To which I was like, oh... Okay. All right. I go in and tell Dory. And then it's just like, okay, so we're going to deal with the kid. Fortunately, I had nothing super pressing I had to be doing. Fortunately, you were still home. That's another fortunately, yeah. So I 
um, was like, okay, honey, you take care of this. You're taking your, you do need your car today. I say to her, she says, yes, I got to go to Kate's. I'm like, okay, then let me get out there and make it so you can drive it. I.e. take off all the tape, pol- uh, wet sand, polishing compound, uh, cutting compound, polishing compound, so on and so forth. Go out there. Still, it's pretty hot. You know, sweating out there. Doing it. Polish. Wet sand. Cutting compound. Polish. Finish it up. Take all the tape off. Go. All right, that's sort of done. Does it look the best ever? No. Could it look better? Yes. Would I like to start over? Maybe. Uh, so I go in. I'm like, what do you have? You have thing? Oh, I'm going to Kate's. Okay. I will. I was supposed to go to guitar. I was supposed to go do this thing. Guitar center at 1130. No, don't worry about it. Done. I'm going to hang out here. I'll stay. I'll hang out with Henry. Then I'm like, Dory's getting ready to go. I'm like bopping around. Just having a, I was in a pretty good mood. I was getting some henry was taking a nap i was over here at this drawer getting some parts together for a guitar i was building and uh, i was like oh i'm gonna put this guitar together between naps or during naps and play it for henry he'll love it uh dory's leaving i say uh all right be careful out there which i think she just thought was normal but really what I was saying was like, your car's sort of done. Be careful with it. I go back about my business. And then Dory comes in. And then she goes, well, I would like you to describe this part. Because I'd like to know why. Because I, I just sort of went flush and faded into into a different plane of existence. I came in and told Matt that I had sideswiped his car. <laughs> you didn't say, you said, I think you said I, said I like, sideswiped your car. That's exactly what I said. Well, maybe you did. But then I was like, what did I say? What was my first reaction? What did I say to you? I don't remember. Because I think I remember exactly what I said to you. I what said, did you say? Well, I said, well, it's a good thing I have all that paint and stuff. Yeah, you did say that. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, then, and then was, I was like, oh, I was like, okay. You were very calm about it at first. Yeah. Well, I sort of like was in like this weird state of like topper. <laughs> um, I just sort of was like, I guess I didn't really. Th- I was like, okay, so she, you know, side swiped the car. What does that mean? Some scratches, a little paint transfer. Okay. I mean, in my head, I'm like, all right. I mean, it's something I can probably deal with. It's a little annoying. Let, then, then you're like, no, no, you have to come out and look at it. To which I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what does that mean? Because Dory could have just driven off happily, and then I would have seen it later. Who knows what would have happened then. Um, if I had just driven off and not told you? No, no, you came in and told me, and then... Oh, and then, then I was like, okay, like, bye. <laughs> then you were, yeah. Hmm. So... Guys, I went out there and it was, it was not great. It was bad. It was very bad. <laughs> she not only undid a lot of because I had worked on that front corner of her car as well. <laughs> so she undid all of that 
and left a lot of that on my car uh and then scraped up all that stuff so what did i feel i felt sadness really i wasn't mad i was sort of like what a waste of my time because as we talked about last week i had been working on this car and you have to i have to wait till like henry's asleep so i don't really start it's so hot out anyway i don't start working on things until it's like seven o'clock at night once the sun is like cresting over the over the pacific then i'm like i can do this now uh and we had talked about it i believe on last week's podcast how uh, you'd never see me anymore because i'm always out working on that car mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just exhausted tired from it it's hard work hands the last thing i did was hand sand down everything well, but okay and it was and it was hard can i just so say can just, i can i just say one i know can I, but can i can i just say one thing yes this was totally your agenda to get it done on yes. my own uh, yeah we called it a boondoggle yes. last week yeah yeah we know we're aware of this okay let's also wanna... let's also state the following statement as well why was i doing it now because my we had to return the car at the end of the month because my lease was up. Dory's lease was up in July. Right. So I was busting my ass, struggling to get this thing done. With the plan of like, at the beginning of this week, my plan was like, okay, if I can't, if I, if I get it and I'm like, I don't like it, then I'll take it to a body shop and have actual professional human beings do it. Um, so when she does this and I'm like, oh my God, August is three days away, four to whatever the hell it was. Uh, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? This is a lot of damage. This is going to be so crazy to return this car like this. But the emotion, I, the overwhelming emotion I felt was sadness for the waste of time. Because I was so tired from it. And I felt horrible. Um, yes. But she wouldn't let me make fun of her for very long. It didn't, which it doesn't help. I feel like you should always... I felt so, and still feel so bad. Like, I feel terrible well, about this. Well, guys. So. She comes home. I'm like, you gotta, I, th- I, th- I was like, I think the only thing we can do is try to extend the lease. Give us another, you know, six months or something. Whatever they can do on the end of the lease. I was the like, Volvo. oh, I'll have to renew my registration. And I said, you should have registered, renewed it anyway, because there's going to be a gap. And she's like, you never said that. And I was like, okay, I guess I just must have thought it. Um, and then I was like, let me go on the Volvo Car Financial Services website just to, to see, see if, if there's... open tomorrow. And to see if there's like anything I can do online. Like maybe there's a like extend your lease tab or something. Yeah. So I go on, I log in, and it informs me that we signed a 39-month lease. So, that is up in September. Guys. And just, you know what? The lease was never, like, there was no world in which the lease would have been up in July. Yeah. It would have been up in June. Well, because we had got it in early July. Right. And then I the was lease like, had technically started June 26th. And I, yeah, I just was like, which last I, month I was like, doesn't that have to be back like July 11th or something? I said to you, and then you're like, no, the end of the month. And I was like, okay. Well, July 11th was also like a made up date. Well, I just was remembering sort of when, because like com- I had that car at Comic Con the year we got it, right? And you which came, I remembered. you came back from Comic Con, and you like there was in a month there I was almost three thousand miles, 3, miles on, it. on it. Yeah. So I was like, 
okay, this is now my car. Yeah, which, which was never the plan. Was never the plan and should not have been the plan, frankly. It was never going to be the plan. Um, so, Turns yeah. Turns out I drive too much. Um, but let me say, when I drive, I keep my vehicle to myself. The end. Would we have gone over on mileage? A thousand percent. Relative cost difference between mileage overages on a lease versus uh, damage? I don't know. I'll have to crunch some numbers. It's probably the same. We'll probably end up paying the same anyway. But the point is, I struggled for three weeks trying to fix that car by myself. If you were if you were ten thousand miles over, it would have cost us twenty five hundred dollars. If I was ten thousand over, so it's twenty. It's I think it's usually twenty five cents a mile. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Point is. I had done all that work. Yes. This happened. So not only did I undo all the work, but he didn't even have to have been busting his ass. Although you would have gone back to work and you never would have been able to work on it anyway. But maybe we would have just taken it to an auto body shop. That probably is exactly what would have happened. Anyway, the point is, I still love my wife. Do you? Yes. I would recommend to anyone out there who's thinking of letting Dory (laughs) drive any vehicles anywhere. I mean, she's okay driving, but when it comes time to like stopping the car, parking, <laughs> honey, is every my bit of every Achilles bit of damage here. I'm thinking of that you've done to cars has occurred within 45 feet of work <laughs> or home. Oh, don't forget the time I uh, well, you drove parked, into the. I parked at at platform in Culver City, which is 45 feet from my work. Mm, true, <laughs> uh, which is where I thought you were going. But you were so hungry that you decided to go to platform. And then when you got there, I got to my work. I was like, why didn't you just come here? You could have eaten at the commissary. No, I wasn't so hungry. It yeah, was Steve my, and Karen. Was, yeah. Yeah, super hungry. But anyway, point is, point what is, is the point? I don't know. The point is. We got through it. I hate parking. And if it were up to me, I wouldn't drive at all. I don't love, I don't like driving. And if it were up to me, she wouldn't drive at all. But. But we we're in Los Angeles. fucked ourselves, and we're in Los Angeles. We fucked ourselves? Yeah, wow. we got an 80-pound dog, and we have a baby. So we have we have a situation. We got that car specifically with the hopes of having it, which we never thought a baby would ever actually be in. I know, but what I'm saying is it's it would be very hard for me to perform the duties that I need to perform for our lives yes. without a car. So my next pitch to Dory was, why don't we just... Get you a safe, latish model used car, and I'll when we buy it. I'm fine with that as long as it has a 360 degree camera. I don't think you know. First of all, the camera wouldn't have activated itself when you were flying down our driveway and took part of the gate with you. Look, I'm just saying. Those are some scratches on the. Which side of the. Car were they? The passenger. I had to buff those out. Almost got them out. (laughs) Great. Anyway, long story short, guys, this is hilarious to me because Dory is so brilliant and wonderful, and uh, you know she's she's such a uh, one of the things that first attracted me to Dory was her. uh, She's a she was a boss lady. She was exec editor at BuzzFeed. She had her own her shit together. Really, just ahead of the curb patriarchy be damned and then hilariously she can't drive 
<laughs> I have to be bad it's at something. It's so funny to me. It really is funny to me. And when I make fun of her for it, she gets mad at me. And it's just like... Because I'd like... Every time I'm like remembering... I'm thinking back about the car. And every time I'm like remembering... Oh, we, didn't we get it and fix with her insurance at one point for something? And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then like I believe a week later, she drove it through platform. <laughs> No, that was what we got fixed through insurance. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you took the piece of the gate with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Guys, I love my wife. And uh, long story short, we're grateful that this is our problem, you know? I, I like lease. to say that all of my car accidents, and I put that in quotes, have occurred at under five miles an hour. That gate, you were not going under five. Okay, maybe I was going seven. Guys, you should see the fact that most people would feel something and and sort of stop where they felt something, but my car. By the way, did you see my car? Have you seen it since I fixed it? Yes, it looks great. No, but did did I send it to you? Yes. Oh. And I looked at it. You went out and looked at it? Yes. When? Earlier today. Like post me polishing? No. Honey. It looks great. I mean, that's water. That's not even, that's not a drip. Guys, here's the thing. Matt has basically opened an auto body shop in our backyard. If you work hard enough at the same, at fixing the same spot on a car 400 times, you sort of, it's the, it's the Malcolm Gladwell of it all. I'm, I'm Mm, very nearly, I very nearly put 10,000 hours in a body work. So the reality of it is what Dory did to my car, I have nearly completely undone. Thanks to some sanding, a little body filler, uh, a lot of elbow grease. The only thing I need to do is order a reflector for the side that you broke. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's going to be pretty pretty clean. I thought you said you had to replace the headlight. Uh, I was looking at it, and I did some, I did some, some uh, wet sanding to the headlight to cut through the plastic scratches you had. Uh-huh. Put on it, and it's going to be okay. But I hadn't broken the headlight. You had not broken the oh, headlight. Oh, thank God. Uh, but you did break the reflector, which I have ordered, and it was $25. So I expect $25 to show up. Speaking of $25. Well, you don't have Venmo. Do you want to pay for the reflector door I broke? Join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, this has been 23 minutes of this. Oh my gosh! Great I'm story. sorry, everyone. And it was if it was annoying to people, I'm sorry, but I just thought it was like such a like the time Dory made me think that a serial killer was after us because I couldn't find the dog seatbelt, which I believe I told on this podcast. I think we've talked about this. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, uh, they caught him. Uh, he wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will be right back. 
Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back, honey. Hello. Um, just a quick reminder before we get to the emails that you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Um, I just want to shout out also our team of mods over there, keeping things keeping things moving team of mods yep keeping things moving thank team you. of mods thank you mods uh our website and then there's mods remember mod i do with b arthur yeah wow i'm actually impressed wow i'm actually impressed ladies and gentlemen dory doesn't usually know actually what things are she just has a vague recollection this is just the <laughs> make fun of dory show isn't it well I guess someone's got to do it. Might as well be my husband. Uh, our website is excellentadventure.com and our Patreon is patreon.com slash excellentadventure. And if you want to email us, you can email us at Matt at gmail or Matt and Dory gmail. They go to the same place. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. Oh, and if you want to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, like we wouldn't be mad about it. Not at all. In fact, we'd be delighted. Yes, yeah, so please do that. All right, so... Last week, we heard from a woman who was concerned because she didn't feel like she was bonding with her baby during her pregnancy. Baby bonding. Yeah. 
Um, we heard from some people about this, so I'm just, I just want to read uh, this first email from Tia. Says, I've been listening from the beginning and in that time have also welcomed a beautiful science baby boy, Coleman, who is now eight months old. I want to respond to your email from Tiff about bonding during pregnancy. While I enjoyed being pregnant and loved to feel him move, it was more of a surreal experience and I'm not sure I felt, quote, love or connected to him. We also had a very traumatic birth experience at 33 weeks and he was taken to the children's hospital level three NICU. So we were separated and I didn't see him for a few days. It wasn't until he was moved to the level two NICU that I really felt connected to him because I could hold him, even though I'd seen him in the level three NICU in the incubator. It is still very hard to talk about, but now that I'm home with him, there's nothing in the world that I love more. I would encourage you to talk with somebody because your feelings are super normal. And for any moms out there who feel like they're having trouble connecting to make sure you go talk with someone who can help work through those feelings so that you can enjoy every minute with your baby. Baby. Parents that have gone through IVF who spend time in the NICU or have a preemie baby or all of the above are more likely to suffer from postpartum depression. So it's really important that you're in touch with how you feel each day. On another note, because I also love hearing about it, I live in a 1,600 square foot walkout bungalow in Alberta, Canada. <laughs> Why would you want to, uh, half the time in Alberta, you're not going to want to walk out. It's cold. Hey. Hi, folks. I'll be doing all my Canada humor <laughs> later after the Red Green show. Uh, with my husband, baby, and 26-pound dog. Since the house is very open, we bought this skip-hop play yard. It is a great way to know he is safe. Um, it's a similar situation to our baby jail. Yeah. Uh, you always have a place to stay in a tour guide if you'd like to visit Okotoks, Alberta. I would love to. Maybe during the Calgary Stampede, which happens in <laughs> July every year. It's like Disney World for us in the Rockies. <laughs> That's Tia. I'm going to file that invitation away in my, I definitely have to take you up on it at some point. Maybe after we go to Reno. Oh, man, what a dream. Uh, all right. We also heard from Shannon about. By the way, I love my dreams. My dreams are Reno, Nevada and uh, Okotoks, Alberta, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> Love it. Uh, okay. This is from Shannon, who also wrote in about this. She says, I had three losses in 2017 prior Oof. to pregnancy and had the delivery of my son in December 2018. My pregnancy was riddled with fear, denial, and to top it off, I loathed being pregnant. People would ask if I was excited, and I had to be honest that no, I hated being pregnant and actually sort of loved the life I had and was not ready to, and was not ready to not sleep. I didn't do the nursery until 38 weeks because I was convinced of miscarriage and then late loss and then stillbirth. I was glad he moved so I knew he was alive, but then the excessive movements became irritating. When I had him, he was five days late, so he aspirated meconium and went to the NICU right away. I'm probably someone who really needed, quote, the golden hour to realize what the fuck just happened and actually bond with my baby, but he and my husband were whisked away and I was left alone in my bed with epidural shakes. And then we got home and I had extreme postpartum anxiety. I mean, paralyzing fear for the first five days. I'm a trained medical professional and all I could think about was how am I going to do a bath without drowning him? or walk down the stairs without falling down. It was terrible. And don't even get me started on breastfeeding and the hormonal roller coaster that it is. Ultimately, I made it four months breastfeeding, but was so unhappy doing it that I surrendered and stopped putting pressure on myself because, quote, it's the right thing to do. Best decision I ever made. I am seven months out now, and I'm so happy and bonded. The hormones have stabilized, and it's like I'm seeing the world clearly for the first time since January 2017 when the miscarriage madness began. All this being said, I literally have the best baby ever. For some reason, he's a textbook angel baby, even though he has a mom who hated the entire fucking thing. Lol. Mm. 
God knew what I needed, I suppose. Do not worry about whether your feelings now affect your baby. They are who they are. I personally needed to be out of all the hormone wildness to feel bonded to my baby. And the truth is, it's okay to love your baby and not enjoy the job of motherhood or the miracle of pregnancy and childbirth. People don't talk about this enough. Do the best you can and you will find what works for you. Oh, and don't be afraid of some Zoloft during pregnancy and postpartum. It was a game changer for me. Shannon, who is sweating in Houston in 2,900 square feet with a husband and baby, and you're looking for a new house yeah. with a pool. Yeah. I mean, it's Houston, which is fucking, that's why they don't play baseball outside. They just they have roofs and air conditioning out there. It's very humid in Houston. Yes. I've been to Houston in July, actually, and it's it was not pleasant i've I've been to houston in like october and it was fine i've never been to houston Mm. you want to add it to the reno list maybe it's supposed to be a great food city that's true houston the end oh that's not nice hey what'd they do with astro world (laughs) guys check out a great couple of theme park history videos about astro world on the youtubes you're welcome um do you want to read this next email okay but this is funny because this is from megan and i read the first set it says i'm 41 but not by choice (laughs) (laughs) uh i am 41 year old non-parent by choice the recent parental complaining shaming stories shared on the podcast uh the lost listener nasty gram the disney millennial rant and memories of the feed feed podcast hashtag deep blue sea yes have uh, inspired me to share a message with parents as a non-parent. Please, complain to me about parenting or your kids. As a non-parent, I've found many parents are afraid to express honesty and frustrations and aggravations and what-ifs or even simple annoyances with parenting of their kids for fear that they'll be judged as not loving their kid or being a bad parent. As a non-parent, I have found... Oh, sorry. Especially by other parents. I just read the first line again. Uh which makes no sense as they should be the most able to identify and be understanding and or feel the shame or guilt for even having negative thoughts uh, or feelings regarding parenting. Not being able to openly express normal and common frustrations isn't healthy for anyone. Nothing is great all the time and no one should be forced themselves into an artificial sainthood to pretend. So by all means, rather than being salty as a Mickey pretzel, pretzel, I said. (laughs) uh, Pretzel. Or blaming your parents' frustrations on the choice of others. Vent. Acknowledge frustration or fantasize about your life in an alternate dimension where you didn't have kids and you get to enjoy uninterrupted poops. Please complain to me about feeling lost, about feeling like you've lost yourself, being afraid, you didn't know what you were doing, worries about making the right choices, and the weight of Supermom and World's Best Dad expectations, and especially... That though you are happy to make sacrifices for your kids, it still sucks to miss out on some of the other things uh, for yourself. Because, of course, it does. Self-care is part of being the best version of the people you love. So, please, find a person you can vent without judgment and release the hounds. And to my fellow non-parents, open that door for your friends with kids by letting them know it's safe to express themselves freely. We get to share in the love, fun, and rewarding parts of spending time with their kids. So pitch in and help them carry the weight in the rough spots, too. Hashtag Deep Blue Sea. Yes. And tell me all about it. That's Megan. Two adults, 17-pound dog, 2,500 square feet, and marginal Wi-Fi. Hmm. She needs an Orby. <laughs> what was the hashtag Deep Blue Sea? Yes. Uh, Scott and I were discussing 
Uh, Scott and I were really into like weird hashtags for a while. Like splash yes, splash no. Naked yes, naked no. Scott likes to sleep naked. I think it's crazy. Scott also splashes his face with cold water every morning like a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was weird. Um, (laughs) Deep Blue Sea. I'm just trying to think. I don't even remember if it was like... Oh, God. I feel like it was something to do with Deep Blue Sea and children. So long ago. I wonder if Scott has any recollection. I'm going to... Megan, I'm going to text Scott while we're doing the podcast. And if he gets back to me, I'm going to let you know. I mean, he'll get back to me, but will he get back to me in time is the question. Um, okay. I am going to read um, this email from Kate, who wanted to pause the pod to give a tip to an emailer who was moving to Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and she writes, he didn't mention what clinic they were transferring to their cl- their care to, but we used Carolina Conceptions in Raleigh. I live in Cary, about 20 minutes away. It's a great clinic. We found the providers all really easy to reach and good to work with. The nurses and the lab staff are also top notch. The tip about this clinic, though, is that they frequently participate in IVF clinical trials. And it might help to check into those and jump on a waiting list. The price difference is astounding. We'd been trying for almost three years, unexplained infertility, one miscarriage about a year ago. My RE said I was a good candidate for their clinical trial program, and we got into one this past January. I'm now 22 weeks pregnant with our fancy science baby boy, who was expensive, but not as expensive as traditional IVF. We maybe paid $3,000 at the end wow. of the day for all the appointments, ultrasounds, wow. meds, etc. What about parking? Our particular trial came with some interesting additions like if our initial round hadn't worked or we had received the placebo drug, we would have been able to do another IVF round on the pharma company's dime. Hmm. I assume this is also a thing in other states and countries, so it doesn't hurt to ask. We never, ever thought after infertility and two failed IUIs that we would ever be able to emotionally or financially handle IVF. And being part of a clinical trial changed everything for us. Hope that helps the Raleigh emailer or any other eggheads. I've been listening since the beginning and I'm loving the new Henry Fied version of the pod. Love from Cary, North Carolina. In a 1,600 square foot house, two adults, 165 pound hound mix, one 14 pound polydactyl cat and an incoming science child. Congrats on the incoming science child and the the polydactyl cat. What is a polydactyl cat? I don't know. I'm Hmm. guessing it's more than one dactyl. What's a dactyl? Yeah, a wing. I don't know. I'm just going off. A polydactyl cat is a cat with a congenital physical anomaly called polydactyly or polydactylism, also known as hyperdactyly, which causes the cat to be born with more than the usual number of toes on one or more of its paws. There you go. I was close. Yeah, you were. Thanks, pterodactyls. It's like people who are born with six toes. Right. I like big pod little cats, you know, with their big like, Mm -hmm. I have 10 toes. (laughs) I'm a cat. Our dog walker told us the other week that Bo wanted to play with a cat that they ran into on their walk. Well, it always starts like that. That ends in bloodshed. No, probably on Bo's Bo's part. Yes, a thousand. (laughs) Uh, Should we take another short break? Uh, We can. Let's do it. Okay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. We have returned. Dory was kind enough to get me a beverage while I was reading an ad. I was. And now we're back and the podcast is going, so let's make a podcast today. Right, uh, writing a lot of songs lately. Yeah, you There's wrote a song called Crankbutt. Yeah, it's, it's very really, popular. Really in this catchy. House. Crankbutt. Crankbutt. Henry's Crankbutt. Henry seems to like it. He does like Crankbutt. He was, you know, he hadn't, I, I haven't played the B 52s for him in a long time. Mm, that used to be your morning song. Well, that was when I could throw on YouTube on the TV, but have him facing me back when his neck wouldn't work so great. Now he's like, now he's like, I need to look at that, whatever cost. <laughs> um, so he, uh, you know, I, was play, I just put on an 80s dance hits music oh. playlist from uh, iTunes. Let me just say, as a guitar player, I, if I was a kid and I had an iPad, it's fascinating to me the, the uh, abilities that you have on this device where I can take a guitar tab program and I can split the screen of my iPad with Apple Music, right? And the guitar tab program, I give it access to my media so that it knows what I'm doing. And so it knows what song is playing in Apple mm -hmm. Music. And then I can click right there on that tab and oh, play that's along cool. with it which is very handy for mornings with Henry. Yeah. So we're going through that playlist, and then like I played some like Tears for Fears or something, and then all of a sudden Love Shack came on, and his eyes went so wide, and he started really shimmying. Really? Yeah. Oh. He loves Love Shack. He remembered it. Tin roof rusted. Um, when we were driving, where are we going? Maybe to Mommy and Me or to... I took him to a tot Shabbat yesterday mm -hmm. um, and he was being kind of cranky. And then I put on the Beatles and he calmed right down. Yeah. Beatles have a calming effect. It's also yeah. really just whatever the hell we had been throwing on for him for however long we've been throwing it on for him. Right. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Honey, you want to read this email from Connor? Sure. But first I just wanted to update Megan. I said to Scott, do you have any memory of what Deep Blue Sea Yes was in reference to on Phoebe? And he said, oh, God, no idea. And I wrote, me either. And he said, are we being sued? <laughs> and I said, no. Nope. Someone wrote into <laughs> excellent podcast referencing the uh, hashtag. And then he just replied, probably not about the movie. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I think it's something to do with kids. And I'm, I forget. Megan, you're going to have to write in next week. I'm putting out the Phoebe signal to Megan. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, back to emails. And whose email is next, honey? Connor. Thank you. Hi, Matt and Dory. Hope all's going well. Love the podcast. I'm 29. My wife's 28. Oh, youngsters. I love it. Uh, she's 21 weeks pregnant. And we just uh, went to our anatomy a scan today. All looks great. But they mentioned that it's a two-vessel umbilical cord instead of three. Sounds like it could be a potential uh, cause for issues. So they're going to keep an eye on it. We have a fetal echo appointment on Friday and another appointment for five weeks from now to track growth. Ever hear of this issue? 
seemed like it is going along too smoothly. It was going too smoothly. Yes. Uh, can you send out the two vessel chord signal? Done. It's being sent out as we speak. Yep. Connor, here's why I wouldn't worry that much with this situation. You have the appointment on Friday, and then the, your next appointment is scheduled five weeks after that. This feels like a, meh. But I don't know. We're putting the signal out. Yeah. He says, P.S. Matt, are you finding time to play video games? Uh, Connor, that time has been taken up by auto body repair. Which, you know, if there was a video game of auto body repair, I'd probably play it. Can you smooth out the dent on this 73 Pinto? I would do that. Connor, 1400 square feet, New Jersey. Two adults and one baby on the way. All right, Connor. The two-vessel umbilical cord signal has hit the sky. Yes, it has. Um, All right. This next email is from Teresa, who writes that because of her infertility so-called journey slash gauntlet, she is seeking out therapy for the first time in her life. Um, she says, Welcome. I'm 34 and I've been trying it for just, I've been trying for just about a year and it's been just about six months of really feeling not great. Though it hasn't been long compared to some people, I have had about 1 million friends get pregnant or deliver in this time and it's been quite exhausting. My question is, how did both of you know your therapist was a good fit? And on the other side of the coin, what would make you seek out a different therapist? I've been to see my therapist two times. The first time was really great and my husband noticed I was bouncier that evening. This is pretty remarkable since he usually thinks I'm grumpy and I hate everyone. Wait, Hi. are you Are you my husband? Hi, Teresa. We're best friends now. Oh, this is weird. So bouncy is not a frequent word used to describe me. I don't think I've ever described you as bouncy, honey. You know, I was in a pretty good mood Friday morning. Oh, and boy. Then Here we go. And you yeah. tried to leave. <laughs> The second time, therapy session, I felt like I did get some constructive feedback, but didn't really click. I would say something, and then a lot of times he wouldn't say anything, and there would be a long pause. I appreciate that sometimes it is important to pause and let things settle, but it felt awkward, and it felt feels a little like I was doing all the work. Also, he doesn't seem to have much experience with discussing infertility. The follow-up questions were all regarding what is happening medically and discussion of trying out acupuncture, and this discussion veered toward relaxation promotes pregnancy territory. It felt like something was missing. Look forward to hearing what you two lovely people think. All the best, Teresa. Look, they're not every session is not going to be a home run, Teresa. Don't 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 think you got to bat a thousand. Yep, yep, yep. Also, I think that is really standard that that you are quote unquote doing all the work. Yeah. You're doing a lot of the talking. You're yeah. working through what you're working through. And then when they have some input that's going to help you, they will, hopefully, a good therapist listens more than talks. Um, yeah, you're, you're not paying them to talk at you. I'll tell you right now. My therapist was found via proximity. And I love him. And your wife found him. Yes. Uh, and it just so happens that he, is, he has been a, a very good fit for me. Yeah. I mean, he was on an episode of Cheers. How could he not be a good fit for him? <laughs> Which you didn't find out till you'd been years, seeing him for like years two I've years. About Frasier, Cheers many times, and then it finally came out. And I was like, wait, what? And I found the episode. Well, you know, you're, you're not. You're That's not, a good therapist. Yeah, exactly. You're not really supposed to know that much about your therapist. Exactly. Um, I'm more concerned about the fact that he doesn't have that much experience discussing infertility because I think you need someone who knows a little more and, and, has some more experience in this area. But in fairness, he might be someone or she might be someone who's willing to do the sort of the, the, the groundwork of kind of like going, Oh, I have this infertility client. I'm going to like sort of 
yeah, read he, some peer reviews. But he stuff. asked he asked a lot about like I don't know. It sounded like when the, when when they started talking about infertility. Or does it sound like she's never been in therapy before? Yeah, fair. And he is there and a person who knows that she's pretty much there because of this issue that has happened. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to get her to talk all about it. Mm -hmm. Or she. I think she said he. Yeah. Um, So what I'm saying is I would give it another probably three more sessions. Honey, that was exactly going to be my recommendation. There you go. Three more sessions. Yeah, I think in five sessions, you can probably figure out a good average of what this person is going to be like for you. And you know what? I would also be upfront with them about what you're looking for, what you're trying to get out of therapy. They also may be able to recommend someone. Yeah, like he might be like, you know what? I might not be the best person for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can also say like, look, last time I felt like maybe, you know, I was talking to, or like you were, you weren't talking enough or something like that. And you can kind of discuss like what, what, what are the expectations for yeah. both of you? And he also, you're, you're both feeling each other out, yep. you know, in these two sessions. So exactly. it could be a thing of like, you know, I don't talk a lot unless my client needs me to talk a lot right. and I'm happy to do that. So you sort of feel each other out. I think five is a good benchmark of, 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 are you guys right for each other? Yeah. Uh, but good luck. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you've sought out therapy. That's a, that's a great step. Mm-hmm. Um, honey, I think you should read this next email. Yeah, we finally heard from Mordecai, everybody. Yep. Do you think that he hears Mordecai and he slows it down, or does he keep barreling no. forward at three Definitely times keeps barreling speed? forward. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt and Dory, you guys haven't lost me, though. As it turns out, I have a series of conference calls on Monday morning, so I don't listen to the podcast until later in the day at the regular old 3x speed. <laughs> it's not regular old 3x speed to anybody but you, Mordecai. But since you've thought of me, I'll share a tidbit about the IVF snafu you discussed. Judaism, of course, encourages having children, including through assisted reproduction. That said, for a number of reasons, contemporary rabbinic authorities have developed a system in which IVF is done with an extra level of supervision to avoid mix-ups. There's an institute in Israel that has trained IVF supervisors to work in IVF clinics all over the world. These are religious supervisors, not unlike the ones that certify restaurant and, and or factory kitchens for being kosher so guys you can finally have kosher ivf babies (laughs) should we tell mark maybe should we make sure that mark's babies are are, uh, kosher (laughs) or that they went to a clinic that uses these ivf these supervisors this is amazing mordecai Uh, lightstone greatest name on the planet um you know his mom lives very close to us why doesn't he ever visit his mother great question visit your mother mordecai Come visit your mother and come say hi to I us. I bet your I bet I bet his mother lives like six to eight blocks away from us. Yeah, she does. I met her in New York. Oh my god. What? Yeah, when I did that You met Mordecai's mother? Yes, when I did that event. Remember when I did that wow. event with the making the challah making event that I went to New York for? That in March? Yes, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, Mordecai's mother was there. Unbelievable. I met her. This is a great treat. Yeah. She's a photographer. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Is her last name Lightstone as well? Yep. That's a good last. That's a good last name for, for a photographer. photographer. Holy shit! <laughs> Damn. Uh, um, all right, moving on. We have a, a, a an important update mm-hmm. from a listener we heard from several weeks ago. Okay. Uh, her name is Kate, and she's the nanny who wrote in. Right, the nanny in the Boston area. Yes, about how to tell her boss that she's pregnant. Okay, here we go. 
I told my boss right at the 12 week mark, there was no way I'd hide it until 20 weeks. Your advice was good. I did know exactly what I wanted, but in the end, it didn't matter. I told her I was pregnant. She asked if I was going to put the baby in daycare. I said, no, I'd like to bring him with me. She said that wasn't going to work from her, wasn't going to work for her and that she would find a replacement for me. And that was the end of the discussion. I kind of had a vibe that that was going to happen. Remember I said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She seems very demanding. Yeah. Um, But still, that sucks. Okay. Uh, I felt heartbroken at the time, but have since realized it is for the best. Right now, I'm looking for a new family to work for, preferably one with an infant who will be the same age as my son. Here's the problem, though. How do you feel about going out to... (laughs) (laughs) My boss has been super critical these past few weeks. I've always been more of the disciplinarian with ki- with the kids. She used to love that, but not anymore. She keeps telling me I need to be more chipper. Jesus Christ. Which is really hard when her son is throwing a tantrum because he doesn't want to clean up his toys or brush his teeth. And she's sitting on the couch ignoring the situation. Or when she overrides my decision not to give the kids popsicles because they didn't eat their lunches. Which brings me to the other factor here. The kids know I'm leaving and therefore do not think they have to listen to me anymore. It's definitely worse with one twin, but they both flat out ignore me from time to uh-huh. time. I will say it's bath time, something that used to be met with enthusiasm, and they will continue to sit and watch TV like I haven't even spoken. I don't know if it is necessarily because I'm leaving or if it is because they know that mom will come in and override me anyway, but it is extremely frustrating. Do you have any advice on how to deal with this situation? I'm still working for this family until my son is born in November, but four and a half more months of this will be brutal. Yeah, you fucking, you should. I know you'll say I should looking now. talk to my boss, and I have. No. She, she doesn't see a problem and nothing is resolved. She just blames my frustration on me being pregnant and hormonal, which is not the case. What should I do? Thanks, Kate. And she has a PS in response to the question about nicknames. My son will be named James Gordon after the commissioner. I love it. Commissioner Gordon, but he will have a nickname. We're not sure what it will be yet. I like Jamie. My husband likes Jack. We both love the name James, but just want something a little less formal for every day. And then she uh, lives in about 14, 170 square feet with my husband, our 20-pound cat, and soon-to-be baby boy. I think you should fucking yeah. start leaving. Yeah. Fuck her. Yeah, she sounds real bad. She sounds like she's not very helpful. No. Nope. Not very understanding of nope. your situation. And quite frankly, while I understand that she is a person who feels like well, I'm paying you to look after my kids. You should just be looking after my kids. She also seems like a person who uh, can be a real... uh, How do I say this politely? Uppity bitch. Oh, wow. What? No, sorry. That was not polite. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I'm Well, look, here's all I'm saying. The fact that she's like cutting you off at the heels for your fucking authority... Or the legs, whatever the hell that saying is. It's ridiculous. The knees. Well, I didn't want to be so mean. <laughs> I want to just have some, like, some heel shaving. Oh, I see. You know, when you get real callousy on yep. the bottom, you need that take. You know, that's down. so funny because one of one of our friends just texted me about whether he should ask about heel calluses in the Forever 35 Facebook group. <laughs> Eric Spiegelman? No. Ah, oh, Eric was a good guess. It was. Um, anyway. You know, you should do that little thing where, like, you put them in that pond of fish, you know, and they... Oh, yeah. Chip, chip, mm-hmm. chip, 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 chip. I've never done that. Um, anyway, what I was saying was a couple things you can do, right? First thing I'm saying is, like, look for a new job. It's going to be hard. You're pregnant. You're a nanny. So finding a new job might not be the easiest 
thing for you. Here's another thing you could do. Fucking make sure the kids don't hurt themselves. End of your job. I don't hate that. They want to fucking scream. They don't want to go to bed. You need to just four and a half month this out. Fuck her. I don't hate that. Make sure the kids are healthy. The end. What if what if the mom fires her before the four and a half months is over? Uh, unemployment mm-hmm. is now a viability. Yeah. Viability. <sighs> what the hell was that? Possibility. Um, it's a viable option and a possibility. I I'm kind of stuck on the fact that she told the kids. Well. I don't know. Maybe that was a thing where you're like, let's not make this hard on the kids. But there's no need to tell the kids so far in advance. Yeah. Well, it could have been a mess up on either on either party. I bet it was the mom. Well, again, look, there's. This feels very big little lies. It, it feels very first wives club. Don't get mad. Get everything. <laughs> oh, why didn't you really take everything from him? Um, anyway, long story longer. <laughs> I think you should just fucking check out mentally. See what you can do to spider a little bit. Make sure the kids are healthy. Happy-ish. But yeah, I think that's really good advice. You they're going to be monsters. Just be more permissive. Who they're cares? Monsters. Yeah, literally. Like, guess what? Not your problem yeah. anymore. If the kids are assholes because you've let them do everything, really, it's going to be someone's problem in four and a half months. Mm-hmm. It's not yours. And maybe for once, it'll be her problem. Oh, shit. Boom! Drop the mic. Matt Myra, you did it again. You You've sure. You probably upset some people. Did. Um, all right. Well, you know what, honey? I don't. That pretty much brings us to the end. What a great podcast. Yeah. <sighs> I love podcasts. <laughs> Should we thank our Patreon supporters? We should only thank our Patreon supporters. Okay. Um, if you want to be a Patreon supporter. I'd like supporter, to say thank you to everybody who wrote in today. Yes. End of story. And also thank you to our Patreon listeners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to support us on Patreon and pay for the car damage <laughs> that I have committed, uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. I spent so much money on paying. Um, if you support us at the $5 level or above, you get two, uh, you get one bonus episode at $5, two bonus episodes at 10, and you get your name right on the podcast each month. So everyone whose name we're reading today, also think of, think of this as, I'm, I'm dedicating one buffed out scratch to you on Dory's car. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I don't think we have enough names. That's so uh, funny. That was very Matt-like, <laughs> and I loved it. Thank you. Laura Bennett, thank you. Lauren Kay. Lauren Schultz. Lynn Nugent. M. Upcher. Madeline Deathlifts. Maggie Scow. Manamana. Mara Foss. Maria Bishop. Mary M. Mary Messick. I think I follow Maria Bishop on Instagram. Hmm. Mary Messick. You did that. Mm-hmm. Megan Drury. Melanie Braunbeck. Uh, Michelle Chizinski Nancy Olson Naomi Nixon Nicole Mustafa Olga Zilstran Rebecca Dowson Rebecca Tran Rob Bine Robin Reeks Samantha Sarah Verhayen Sarah Lauer Sasha B Satish Pillow-Lamari Shanna Mandel Sir Reginald Pennybottom The Byerses Tiffany Stevens Valerie Anderson Wendy Fick Andy Bauman Brenna Derrett 
Joy Jasinski. Adam Reitenauer. Oh, what? Allie Ward is now a patron at this level? Wait, did I mess this up? Hold on. <laughs> did Allie? Oh, I did mess this up. Oh. She's a $1. Sorry. <laughs> we should cut this. Uh, Just Allie is the only one you messed up? No, the rest of this should not be on here. From Adam forward? Uh, yes. Just based on? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, no. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. No, actually from Andy Bauman. Okay. How about this? Do you remember which one you read? Like, did you read the Biases? You read I, Sir Reginald Pennybottom, yes. right? Yes. So let's uh, end at Wendy Fick, right? Yeah. Okay. The Biases. Tiffany Stevens. Valerie Anderson. And Wendy Fick. Thank you all so very much. Amen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week with more adventures in auto body repair. In auto body repair. Go with the 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 go with the